Taking care of a little can be torture, but Lovely Marks makes it easy. With their customizable binkies, I can get all the peace and quiet I want, and my little gets all the humiliation they deserve. If their I poop my pants binky doesn't do the trick, try a paddle. These ergonomic handle bamboo paddles provide absolute comfort on one side and absolute discomfort on the other. Your little will break far before this thing does. And the best part, you can get it personalized with laser engraving. Just for Newsy Nook listeners, Lovely Marks is offering 10% off your next order. Just use promo code NewsyBaby at LovelyMarks.com. Try it today, because your bottom deserves some Lovely Marks. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pamps. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsies Nook, we are dimming the lights and putting a spotlight on the misconceptions of dark age play. This week in Newsy's noteworthy events in New York, check out the Uptown Munch happening Saturday, May 13th. In Washington, D.C., check out the Littles Party happening Friday, May 12th. If you would like your event mentioned on the podcast, message me on Twitter or Instagram at NewsyBaby. This week in Newsy's Nook, age play has a lot of misconceptions, and dark age play has even more. I sit down with a little sailor bird to talk about the misconceptions and how dark age play can be very therapeutic. Dark age play is a term that I don't 100% feel comfortable using, only because I don't fully understand it. So could you explain the difference to me, what the difference between dark age play and what I would consider regular age play is? I can, uh, but the important thing I think to keep in mind is there is not a whole lot of concrete stuff around this because it is a role play, keyword role play, uh, that uh, does not have a whole lot of heavy, heavy research. So um, you're not the only one who's kind of shrouded in mystery. Uh, A lot of people don't really know how to describe dark age play. And uh, they get kind of lost and and confused. So the way I would describe it is dark age play is different than age play in the sense that it is anything you're doing, you're implementing anything that you would not normally find appropriate for that little's age. So for example, um, uh, a a little that's wearing diapers, uh, that that's something that they're going to do in their little space, and they're going to enjoy that. If a dom were to humiliate their little by peeing in their diaper and then forcing them to wear it, that would be a form of dark age play. Um, littles are going into a childlike headspace. The keyword is childlike, and there is a difference between age play and age regression. And so that's that is fundamental uh, to to know the difference between age play and age regression. Uh, being childlike means it is uh, that not only is the aesthetic different than other forms of BDSM, you're taking on this very light and playful kind of aesthetic overall, but it also implies that the sub, the submissive is a very vulnerable submissive. Um, 
that needs a caregiver. Playing with that vulnerability is where that fun begins. And it's very similar to primal play in the aspect of you're playing off of their vulnerabilities as like a fear play aspect. So spankings and timeouts would be considered something that is appropriate for age play, but something that um, is more dark age play is something like rope, which is very common and popular amongst kinksters to enjoy. And a lot of littles do like to be tied in their onesies and in their diapers. They don't realize that that is actually a form of dark age play. So there's ways to make something you already do darker. And it's a kind of like you're mix and matching different kinks with already something that you're familiar with. And it's important that, well, I, I think it's heavily, I heavily advise that somebody has a good amount of time spent being in little space or in big space, have a solid connection with those head spaces and roles before trying something more edgier by implementing more of the darker aspects. Let's go into, you brought up rope. What about chastity? Is chastity considered dark age play? So I would say yes. Uh, and I see why you asked that question, because it is a very common one that littles like and uh, ABDL uh, people like to do. Uh, I would say yes, because it is something that is beyond age appropriate. We're not talking about playing with trains here. We're talking about the genitals and uh, suppressing the little like that can easily go into more of the darker aspects like uh, cuckoldery or humiliation with it or teasing and denial. Uh, those other darker aspects um, uh, can quickly become uh, sexual. And so, uh, yes, I would say, I would say definitely. Yes. Um, it's important to, I think, really, really understand, uh, your own little space, uh, make it a safe space first and then implement the more, uh, edgier, edgier play. So you brought up age play versus age regression. What are, what is the difference between those to you? Um, so that has, that has way more information online, but basically, uh, age play is role play as it's in the name role playing, you're role playing as an age. Um, so you'll see that a lot in my content on FetLife or, you know, in pornography and of all sites, people, adults role playing as a different age than themselves. Age regression is when your brain literally is a child. And so what happens is when adults regress, sometimes it's voluntary or sometimes it's involuntary due to trauma or a trigger uh, due to stress, um, they can't consent. They lose their ability to consent mentally. So it is very important to know the difference um, because age play, it, it can be just as therapeutic as age regression. And we can go into that later. But age play is I'm still able to consent. I'm still an adult. I am role playing and I'm I'm choosing a role that I wish to play um, as uh, whereas like with age regression, you're talking more about, you know, the more they say more therapeutic aspect. But I, I also say role playing can be extremely therapeutic, uh, both uh, light age play and dark age play. <laughs> could you say that age play could quickly slip into age regression? That is dependent on the little. That is entirely dependent on the individual. Um, I, 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 I can't really say that. That's, that is entirely dependent on each individual person. I just want to make it clear that those are two different things. And it is important to know which is which. 
you can't really slip into a role play. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean by that? You can't slip into a role play. Well, what I mean by that is that you need to pre-negotiate that scene and with the roles in which you play need to be pre-negotiated with your dom. Whereas like with age regression, people can't, some people cannot control it. Some people, they slip into this regression due to mental health reasons. Um, and like I said, they lose their ability to consent. So that becomes a, a, an issue. Mm. Let's go into some misconceptions about dark age play. Absolutely. Um, this is where a lot of people um, uh, often immediately go to pedophilia, uh, where they think it's one and the same, but it couldn't be more further from the truth. And a lot of, I think a lot of people like to say, well, I'm not having sex in little space. So that means it's not pedophilia. Well, it, it, it's therapists not only have ruled this out, but I can tell them that the difference that I like to say this. If you can't tell the difference between role play and real life, you don't have a place in BDSM period because that is unsafe behavior. That's like saying pup play is bestiality. Um, I was attacked by dogs. So I find pup masks in pup play to be a hard limit. I find them triggering, but we need to fully and accept that and acknowledge that people have this adverse reaction to dark age play because they it can be deeply triggering for people to see this kind of role play that's why it's called dark age play is it's implying this idea that there is going to be content that is going to be ooh you know um so it, it's it's important to address the elephant in the room that it's going to trigger some some things to cer to certain people um but the implications that it is pedophilia is actually underlying homophobic because you're not comparing apples to oranges. You're comparing to apples to, well, a, a real problem. And, the, you know, being coerced and groomed by a pedophile is an entirely different thing than two consenting adults who willingly want to have fun and play house. <laughs> so right. those are some unresolved issues and false accusations made by the person who may be triggered. And it's important to uh, understand where they're coming from with that. Um, uh, so that's something that you'd have to go somewhere else for. You, you, you should talk to a therapist if, if, if it deeply triggers you, you know, um, and it's, it's okay to have hard limits. Um, I fully love my pup friends and their pup masks. Like I, I fully support it. I just, it's a hard limit for me, you know, based on my traumas. Uh, I'm not comfortable with it. So um, everybody's different. And that's kind of the way that I, uh, I think we should approach it in a non-sexual, uh, non-kink shaming kind of way. Um, so they just have a lot of fear and naivete around it. So there's a lot of misconceptions in the world right now around it. And that's why I'm here today to, to help with that. I think the second misconception is that it's dangerous, but you can say that about almost literally other any other kink in BDSM can be dangerous if you're not safe about it. So that goes into, you know, risk-aware consensual kink, being aware that those headspaces are a trance-like light. They're, they're very trance-like in nature, and you have to be careful. Your brain is a, a very complex thing, and so when you're in that headspace, you just want to be mindful of what, you're, what level of trust you're giving to your dom and that your dom is also going to be in that same kind of situation where you're putting, you're giving, you have the dom and the sub are trusting in each other. So there's this real emphasis on exploration, but also trust with the subconscious mind. The goal isn't to feel safe, 
but to be safe, if that makes sense. Mm. While feeling afraid and submissive uh, at the same time, any other kink can be dangerous. It's just kink shaming when people just brush it off as saying that it's dangerous because you have to handle it responsibly like any other thing in BDSM. The other idea is that immediately the misconception is that all dark age play is sexual. Uh, that's not true either. Uh, it's not sex that makes something dark. Uh, it is, like, like I said, anything that is inappropriate for that little age that they're role-playing as. So um, uh, it, that whole idea comes from this, again, sexual shame. And that's why I go back into saying it's an underlying homophobic com comment because a lot of uh, sexual liberation is deeply rooted into um, uh, the LGBT rights. And you know this because you'll probably see people in pup masks at Pride and things like that. Um, it's part of our history. And so it's important to know to just not go, oh, sex bad, age play bad, you know? Um, and to also say, well, they're also wrong about it in the sense that, like, first of all, pedophiles are like not just sexually attracted to kids they're like in love with kids too like romantically and um romantic attraction is not something that i'm comfortable with in the in the bedroom or otherwise because i'm aromantic so I, I i'm doing something that's consentful for me as an adult but there's like there's this entirely different they they misconceptualize dark age play as pedophilia because they don't fully understand how pedophiles and predators actually work and how it's different than dark age play. And also to, to consider, like I said, um, dark age play can be numerous things uh, in fear play that, that does not involve sex at all. In fact, one of my biggest king, uh, uh, fantasies is doesn't involve sex at all, but it's still considered dark age play. Can I ask you what this fantasy is? Yeah, alien abduction. Alien <laughs> abduction. Can you yeah. please explain? Well, there's endless creativity in dark age play, and um, you can really have fun with it. Uh, I think that's the kind of real gift. One of the gifts that you get from dark age play is it's not only sex that makes age play dark, it, and that itself spreads this misconception that sex itself is a villain. Um, but yeah, no, so... Alien abduction. So I'm really into medical play and combining that with age play. So mm -hmm. the idea of, I don't know, am I allowed to go into detail with this on your, on your show? Yes, please do. Okay, sure. Um, so the idea of being in that submissive and vulnerable headspace, um, a, a childlike submissive space, which by the way, my subspaces have different, you know, different roles and different, um, headspaces for me right so like my little space is different than like my service subspace mm -hmm. um so to be in that headspace to be scared to have my the world around me amplified because when you're in little space everything becomes bigger everything becomes uh more pungent more colorful more ex more intense and so that by doing that, it, it, it really plays into the fear place. So it makes me more afraid, more makes me feel more vulnerable uh, to be laid out on a cold table and be experimented on it. You lose control. And that's kind of where you get the subspaces. You're losing control. The Dom has control. And yeah, like you can have um, fun with it. You don't have to, you're not, you're not, you do not, people have this idea that dark age play is just sex because of also the porn industry kind of pushing it. 
but it's also like fantasy. Like you can have your little Red Riding Hood, you know, you know, fantasy or, you know, your sci-fi fantasy implemented into that. So I love being creative with it. And I love doing stuff that isn't physically possible on this world to to do you know so just having fun with it and playing dress up and putting on those creative roles you start to realize as we talk like oh well this isn't as scary as I thought it was and then you start thinking about ideas that maybe you want to try out different costumes and all of that in mixture with little space so question alien alien abduction you said it's not sexual so my question and I guess it's a naive question um had one, I'm guessing how it begins is, right, you're probably being abducted, something along those lines. But if it's not sexual, how does it end? How do you end the scene? Um, wow. You know, I haven't been able to do this. This is my big fantasy that I haven't been able to do yet. So you're asking some very good questions. So you're like, I don't I know how it's going to end. Mm, yes, I, I've done a lot of Dark Age play, all kinds. Um. Uh, but um, I think as long as the Dom and the sub are getting both of their headspaces really deeply integrated and then having that really, really delicious, yummy aftercare afterwards, it doesn't need to ha end in a sexual climax. Uh, a lot of people are in the community are asexual or just not interested in sex at all and love kink and love love more of the darker implements. I have a friend who's asexual and she loves uh, hypnotherapy and losing control. Her mommy uh, hypnotizing her and her losing control and wetting herself. Uh, that forced uh, that forced play is, you know, is something to, to, that means something to them, regardless of there being sex or not. Does that answer that question? No, it does. And it sparked another question in my head. So I'm a lack of a better term, a control freak. And <laughs> hearing this, and I totally respect, you know, the not sexual aspect, but I feel like if I didn't know what the ending was, it would cause me anxiety because I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm right. waiting, okay. I'm waiting for this thing that I don't okay. know how it's going to end. Okay. Yeah. So does so, that mean, does that yes. mean that you negotiate the endings of your scene? Or is that part of the fun that you're like, I don't know how this is going to end. And I just trust that my dominant is going to safely and land the plane, so to speak. Okay, so yeah, um, no, absolutely. So I, I, I do understand what you're trying to say now. Yes. So the pre-negot that's the pre-negotiation part of it. Um, it's if it sounds like to you, uh, if you were personally interested in this, you would definitely want to say, hey, let's do this, this, and this. And the first time that I ever did dark age play with my partner which by the way, we were really nervous about. We were like, I don't know, this is like, but we did it very slow, very gradually. We talked about it. So what we did was we were like, okay, so I'm going to be a four-year-old. You're going to babysit for me. You're going to come in and you're going to be like, oh, your parents left and I'm your babysitter. And you're going to put me in a frilly dress and you're going to put me down for a nap and you're going you're gonna to touch me inappropriately. And we talked about this and we talked about how it was going to start, uh, go and end. And you know, giving my Dom that level of control a little bit, but he was also learning to have that control, right? Because Doms have control, subs have power. That's what I like to say. So when you have, when you put that into uh, play, that's what that looks like. So it's totally fine to choose an ending for how you wish it to be. So for something like, you know, alien abduction, sure. Yeah. You could um, say like, uh, I'm going to quote unquote, knock you out with you know, drugs or something. I don't know. With alien abduction, you're—it's a really open-ended, creative thing that's could go many different ways. Um, I think my my 
my inspiration definitely comes from shows like Muppets from Outer Space or like Fourth Encounters of the uh oh sh- sci-fi movies. Just sci-fi I, movies. Sci-fi and movies the, in general. The classic, the classic gray aliens coming down and abducting you. Just it gives me chills. It makes me scared. And that I want to turn that into a kink and want to explore that, if that makes sense. So a lot of courage with it. But I would say that for you, Newsy, um, the purpose is to let go, right? Subspace, you need to let go in order to achieve subspace. It is not true subspace if you're not letting go. It's your dom's responsibility to have control over you and make sure that you're safe during that. Uh, my my reminder is to remember your power and remember why you are doing it for the in the first place. And remember you're a fully consenting adult at that time. So you're able to safe word if you need to, but um, to to go over things and to plan it, it absolutely. I mean, you kind of have to with, uh, like if I'm going to invest in getting all those costumes and all of that stuff to do that, yeah, you'd think I thought things through a little bit with that. So, um, right, right. Uh, so don't try to dom from the bottom. That's something that my daddy always hates. He's like, I hate it when subs try to dom from the bottom and try to, they try to have control. The dom is, has control. Um, it's not easy to let go. And that's the whole point is I, I, for example, I am by day, I am a huge control freak. I've worked on that a whole lot with my life. I was this real like controlling. I had to have control over everything, every aspect in my life. Cause I have chronic high functioning anxiety. So in order to heal from that, I did dark age play to help me learn to let go completely. And yeah, age play, you can let go, but I think that dark age play just takes it to this new level of like, you really aren't getting out of this. You really are going to be put in a cage and trapped, you know, and to play onto that is, is great. And I think that makes the aftercare like a lot, like very intense. (laughs) So treat, treat your partner like a team player, you know, take care of each other, uh, have a nice meal afterwards, take them out to eat and express a lot of gratitude. You know, over time it gets easier and easier with practice. I think a lot of people are just, uh, they, uh, are, Guided by fear, and I think important thing to realize is that there is a lot of fear with this. You are going to overcome some fears that you have. It's going to be uncomfortable, and riding off that discomfort is uh, what BDSM is all about, really, in my opinion. It's about, you know, um, everyone has their own way of saying it, but for me, it's like I, I'm, I'm doing something un- dis- uncomfortable to push myself and to learn more about myself. I think something that I would recommend if you have a hard time with letting go besides pre-negotiation with your partner of what the play scene is going to look like is also uh, hypnotherapy and guided meditations. Those can help you subconsciously let go more. Um, And I'm not an expert in that, but I just want to throw that out there. There's great YouTube videos that can help with that. I'm also a handler for my pet who's a kitty cat, and he uses um, hypnotherapy videos to get in his cat space because he's usually a dom. So he has a harder time with letting go of control. Very cool. I want you to repeat one phrase that you brought up because I think it's so interesting. You said that, and correct me if I'm wrong, you said subs have power and doms have control? Yes, yes. Don't quote me on that. Uh, that was something my mistress taught me uh, a while back. And uh, hearing that, I think you can really in, uh, apply it to other aspects of kink. 
Yeah, no, I love it. That's why I wanted to repeat it really quick. And Absolutely. You, and you've already kind of touched upon it. You wrote in your article that dark age play can't be healing. And you brought up yes. how, you know, not having control can be a form of healing because you're like overcoming Absolutely. fears. Absolutely. Reduced anxiety, increased confidence, you know, a deeper understanding of yourself, overcoming fears of the unknown. I mean, isn't this stuff that a lot of people could benefit from? So let's say... I have a fear of, you know, well, uh, let's, I'll make it personal. You know, bottoming for me has always kind of been like this strange fear. So could I incorporate bottoming into dark age play to kind of overcome a fear? Is, is that, is that a realistic and polite, not polite, but like a yeah. nice way of using dark age play to overcome something that is uncomfortable for me? Right. Well, so you're saying like, you don't want to put that on your partners as like, hey, I have this fear and I want to help. I want your help with it. Um, I think that you don't let go of trauma. You grow from it. You don't mm. let go of fears. You grow from the fears. It's dark age, but can be healing because it takes those traumas. It takes those fears and it helps you approach them head on with like this understanding of what's going to happen. So while you're letting go in some aspects, you're also going to always have uh, the reins in your hand. And um, it, so it's, it's, it's you're reclaiming your power. That should be the goal. And I don't think that anyone should push you into doing something that you're not comfortable with. And I don't think that the goal is really just always, always, always overcoming your fears, overcoming your fears. Hey, you should get over this. You should get over that. You should try to bottom if you... I want you to bottom. So you should bottom. Like, it's not about that. It's about reclaiming your power. Could you just because I want to wrap my head around it, could you give an example of a trauma and how you used dark age play or you know of someone that used dark age play to regain that power? Sure. Yeah. Um, like, I think that a lot of people have sexual trauma. And I think uh it's reclaiming a part of yourself that was taken from you, you know? Um, uh, but um, let's see. Oh, I can give you a great example. This is hilarious. So I was role-playing online with an online dom and I was going, I was really stressed out because I have uh, ADHD and I have a hard time with my taking my exams. I'm doing some continuing education classes right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's role-playing a school role-play with me, a teacher-student role-play. And it's really helping because it's very therapeutic to uh, be treated doing the age play stuff in that. It helps me cope. It helps me stay motivated in my work. But he said something. He's like, he's like, you're not a troubled student. Or he's like, you're not a troublemaker. You're just troubled. And I almost cried. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. That was uh, years and years of just being told, like, you're dumb. You can't focus. You have bad grades because you're stupid. And I always thought that I was dumb. Uh, because and I just had undiagnosed ADHD. I didn't realize I needed to approach school in a different way. I was I wasn't diagnosed, so I had a hard time. So to just have years and years of my uh, insecurity just ripped out of me by this by him saying that in the role play. So absolutely, um, you can take certain aspects uh, insecurities and and heal from them uh, while having sex in little space. <laughs> I have one. Oh, tell me if this counts. Tell me if this is uh, an, an example of sure. that. So I, 
trigger warning for all those out there. Uh, when I was growing up, I was definitely um, spanked as a kid, and it is and and anytime I see spanking in like conventions and stuff, I always have to like walk away for a bit just because oh, so spanking sorry. it yeah. spanking is very triggering for me could right. i use dark age play to reclaim that trauma in a way could i set up a scene where where i tell a, a dominant like you know i guess go slow or 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 you know tell them my limits or so to speak and reclaim spanking in that way is that a good example of how dark age play could be healing for me well i i again go back to the whole idea of do you feel like you need to I mean, I don't feel like I need to have a, a sexual encounter with a pup in order to get over my pup play. I just simply uh, tolerate and respect them and uh, appreciate them in the community and have done my education on it just because it's a, you know, a trigger for me uh, or I don't want to see it. That's, that is a, oh, that's a conversation for another day of like what things are allowed and not allowed and, and stuff like that. But you'll see spanking very commonly in age play, of course, as a way to discipline your little. But uh, Newsy, you know, there's a difference between punishment and punishments. And so, for example, uh, my daddy, he he implements many aspects of my life, not just in role play. So he will punish me as a daddy in a little wood where he has found out that spankings don't really work for me. And I also was spanked as a kid, right? Spanking never worked on me, but buddy, I... I respond to attention. I, I, he found out that timeouts are the thing that really gets me. So when it comes to like normal, normal situations being put in timeout and putting my nose in the corner, that usually does the trick. But if he wants to have punishment, I just love that play on word. Mm -hmm. um, he is going to tie me up, spank me, shove his dick in my mouth, fucking take, harass me, fart on me and laugh. <laughs> He's going to pick on me, and um, I I don't have a problem with spanking. Um, I don't have any hard limits that are being crossed. So I think it's up to you to decide what things are hard limits and what things are things you're going to go, hey, I want to genuinely approach this fear. I think, though, Nuzi, I think the, the idea that I want to get across is it's not overcoming fears of kinks it's enjoying fear itself as part of a kink uh, okay yeah so anytime that you feel scared and vulnerable uh in that and you're playing with that and you still feel like it's within your realm of limits and hard limits then you you'll you're, you should feel safe and or i'm sorry you should be safe because remember, we talked about this difference between feeling safe and being safe. Um, so yes, I, I, and, and to just know you can say for it anytime, you know, you can say, Hey, I, I can't do this, you know? So. Very cool. Well, thank you for explaining. So let's yeah. go into some advice parts, right? And so let's do, do you have any advice for a Dom wishing to explore dark age play with a little or their little? So again, pre-negotiation. Uh, this, this, a lot of this is very similar to a submissive who is having a hard time with losing control. Um, doms have to learn that it's okay to take over that control. And so my partner, uh, that I first started exploring age play with, we went really slow, really gradual. He was new to all of it as well. And he didn't have this interest in it. It was actually me, the submissive, the little who was like, Hey, do you want to try this out? Um, 
so I think it's important to, uh, one of the big things that uh, we talked about when I asked him about this, because I wanted to hear his perspective as a, as uh, being a more of a dominant or a big in dark age play with little space is that you never want to ask for consent with something that you know you're so for example newsy if i can use an example use you as an example with the spanking thing mm-hmm. you you tell your daddy dom you're you let's say you guys are going to do no let's say you're going to do a a coach and athlete role play and you're like okay, okay we're going to do this age play thing in the locker room okay and I want you to do X, Y, Z, but I don't want you to spank me. Well, if you're in little space in that moment, your, your dom can't just be like, Hey, I'm going to, I want to spank you. Is that okay? Like they can't ask for consent while you're in little space. It's just not good to ask a sub, Hey, can I cross your limits? Like while you're in the headspace, while you're there. So you guys have to like pull off the whole scene entirely in order to, to, uh, negotiate that. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes more into BDSM safety. Uh, and I just think that's important to keep in mind because yes, uh, doms, they get excited. Um, they, they get, they get excited and they, they're excited to, to try things out. Um, as a daddy, I don't do the daddy headspace a whole lot, but I do have a little, um, who is, uh, will do safe for work age play. And we also do naughty age play. So it is kind of up to me to also gauge, like, is she safe to play, right? So is she okay to have this headspace right now? Because dark age play takes it so far, and you really have to be careful. I feel like I'm describing coffee to you. Like, you just have to be careful how much caffeine intake you have. (laughs) You just have to be careful how much you drink. No, um... So I, I do both with her and sometimes we're like, no, this isn't, we're not safe to play this right now. This is, we need to save this for another time. You're, you're needing to be just little and innocent right now. You don't need to be doing naughty stuff right now. So it, it's important to remember I have that control over her and that's a responsibility. Um, so while that can be nerve wracking to newer doms, I think it's something you slowly develop and grow into and it's again goes back into like express a lot of gratitude if you tell your uh big that's playing with you like hey like thank you so much for doing it and doing exactly what we planned on doing you reinforce the trust and that's one of the biggest things that you get out of dark age play is i swear um while age play feels amazing i think dark age play because there is such a transfer of trust because you're put in a vulnerable position in the at the end of the day you come out of it feeling so incredibly bonded to your partner that you're playing with. You were like, wow, thank you so much for holding me during that time when I felt so vulnerable and so afraid, right? Right. Really quick, just because you brought it up and I want to know because you've piqued my interest. What is what is the difference between safe for work age play and not safe for work? Or no, you said role play. Safe for work yeah. role play and not safe for work role play. Is that like- No, I was just saying, that in it is it that's just simultaneously just means dark age play light age play that's all that means oh okay i was yeah. like is that like when you're texting your little at work and you're but you're not saying anything <laughs> sexual you're just no, kind of no, like no. reminding them uh, like no it, it, not safe for work not suitable not safe for work means not safe for like it's 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 naughty content, right? No, it's I know that. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. you then you use safe for work. And I was yeah. like, what's safe for work? Role <laughs> it's just play? the opposite. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to confuse you there. No, it's just the opposite of not safe for work. <laughs> it's just, uh, I guess there is no term for, I say light age play because it's the opposite of dark, but there is no real, 
there is no real terminology. It's just age play, right? It's just age play is what we call it. And then right. there's dark age play on the side. Okay. <laughs> so. I was just, I was very curious. Yeah. No, so let's, not go in, let's go into, you know, you've already kind of brought up a little bit, but how about an, any advice for, for a little that um, may be struggling to let go? You, I think you brought up hypnosis. Mm -hmm. Is there any other for any other, I don't know what to call it, uh, avenues follow, they could take? Follow your curiosity. Follow your explorative, adventurous. Not all littles are adventurous in the bedroom. Not all littles want to take it to that level. I happen to be one of those, and I love trying new things. Um, follow that. Be curious. Um, approach the situation with curiosity it helps with the fear underlying fears that you may have because our subconscious brains are so much bigger than we give them credit for and littles have incredible imaginations. Yes, we do. All right. <laughs> Let, uh, let's go into some good aftercare te techniques, right? You, you brought up like meals, you brought up cuddling. Is there any other good after te aftercare techniques that uh, you enjoy? Um, I think it depends on the partner that I'm playing with. Mm. Uh, so I, but I, I definitely respond to verbal praise. Uh, I, and words of affirmation is my love language. If you take your, the, the test of five languages of love and you know your love language on there, that can help you decide what is going to be most comfortable for you. Cause some people don't want to be touched afterwards and some people do. And, um, now the the question is like, do you use age play as or like little space as a way to um, as aftercare, like using little space as aftercare? No. If you're doing an, a dark age play scene, I personally think it's important to pull yourself out of that headspace, ground yourself, do grounding techniques. I will take baths. If it's a real heavy scene or a real heavy, like I'm doing days on end where I'm doing a scene or like a lo a longer time, like a longer dynamics shift or like an extreme thing with that full power control or whatever i will do uh, stuff to help recharge my dopamine <laughs> so like walking out in nature or taking baths like really just gentle things right um uh but just you know i think the important thing to realize is that the aftercare is very when when a when dark age play is done right you should feel a tremendous like rush of endorphins and feeling the safest that you've ever felt and the dom will often feel very confident and like a job well done and the submissive will the little will feel very well uh, safe and taken care of um i say i say little as the sub but i'm gonna be honest with you i've done scenes where i was the daddy and i was being taken advantage of <laughs> or i was a submissive daddy so you know it's important to understand once again there's that real creativity you can get with with it so it's not one size fits all um, very cool so th there's there's lots of different ways I, I definitely think negotiate it with your partner decide what it should be but yes i think that you should take a break from the headspace when you're entering aftercare do something grounding um food is great going out to eat is great we like to do that uh or cooking we'll watch a movie and cuddle you know stuff like that um, and I think my mistress said it best when she said the aftercare is the best part. Really, it is like it's the if you do BDSM right, that aftercare is like mm, so good. French kiss just feels amazing. If you don't do it right and you have a sub drop or a dom drop and you feel 
you'll, you will feel it worse. And that's where that risk aware kink, uh, consensual kink comes in is like, you gotta, you gotta understand that when you're pushing yourself to that level, you need to make sure that that is in place, that aftercare is in place. So you bring up an interesting point because you brought up, you know, sub drop and dom drop. What happens if in, we're dealing in, it sounds like in dark age play, we're dealing with a lot of what could be traumatic or, you know, reclaiming power. Yes. I feel like it would be super easy to come out of a scene if things get a little too extreme. Do you have any advice on what happens if I, what happens if I'm doing dark age play and it's just too much and I and I just get myself out of it, right? I'm too much in my head. Mm -hmm. Do you have any techniques on how to get back or should you just end the scene, do your aftercare and try again in a couple hours or a couple minutes or in a couple days? Oh yeah. Well, there has been times where I've had to do aftercare early. Uh, I've actually done a yellow light with uh, one of my partners and then she was like, nope, we're going into full red because I do green, yellow, red. You know, mm -hmm. yellow is like, slow down, hold on. And red is like, please stop, we're done, you know? And she's like, mm -hmm. no, we're done. She was the one, you know, if you have a Dom partner who is calling it quits first, that's a green flag in my book. They're mm -hmm. not going to push you past your limit. And uh, so Doms tend to come from two different sides. They either are too excited and they want, they, they accidentally, or sometimes purposefully, if they're abusive, push their little too far. Um, or they're on the other side of the spectrum where they don't want to push them too far and they're nervous and they, they don't know how to be a good Dom yet because they just don't know how much, uh, they can take control and do. So, um, in terms of like what, what you can do to help with that, it's just important to recognize, yes, you can do, you can end the scene whenever you feel like you need to. I often though, I carry it. The only times I've had to say word like that was not during a role play because we had a kind of a, con a kind of storyline we were following. So it was kind of like, okay, this part's a little intense for me. Uh, but the, the parts after that, like I know what to expect somewhat. So there's this guideline we're following, um, with the, with the role play, uh, having that in place. So then it's not just pure improv can help with some of that fear. And so, um, that time that I safe worded like that, that was not during a role play scene. It was during, actually, I, that was not even, I wasn't even in, I was in subspace. I was not in little space. So the one thing I want to bring up too, is like, I am a kinkster. I, I do, I do enjoy the spicy stuff of life, but not everything has to be implemented into my little space. In fact, little space is kind of like the meat and potatoes, right? You have, you have your little space and then you can, add in, you know, rope, add in spanking, add in like certain things that you want to try. Um, and so it doesn't have to be all or, or nothing. You, if what I'm saying is, is that you don't have to do all these things at once. You can try them out one by one and slowly gradually implementing them. I think I probably, I probably did five age play role play scenes before I felt like, okay, I had a good grasp on where, what to expect and how to feel and stuff, you know? Um, but I also have like this genuine interest in exploring that fear that comes with little space and, and tapping into our subconscious that way. So I was already coming in as like this confident, um, submissive, tr willing and ready to try it out. You have to kind of have this attitude of like, okay, I want to try this, this enthusiastic consent versus like, oh, I guess we can do that. You know, that's not really consent in my book. Right. Right. In Very terms cool. of like techniques of aftercare, literally, dude, 
so many things, so many, so many things. You can play video games together. You can, as long as you're like staying kind of loosely out of that little space, I think taking yourself. So like my bedroom looks like a little's room. I have to take myself out of my bedroom, you know? Um, and so depending on how extreme the scene was will depend on how extreme I'll need the aftercare. Uh, but yes, uh, for my go-tos, uh, food, wa- bodies of water, bathtubs, mm-hmm. <laughs> showers, <laughs> uh, just sitting down with a cup of tea and talking about the scene. That's got to be my favorite. I just love to talk. You know that. <laughs> love that. I also like, you know, the more intense the scene, more intense the aftercare. We have a phrase in uh, when you cover traumatic stories in journalism, there's a, a phrase of, um, small stories take small breaks, larger to- stories take larger breaks. And that, tr- love that. when, when you said that phrase, that. That, yes. that's what I immediately thought. Of. I was like, wow, there's aftercare in journalism too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that, but that's a great quote. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. It's you're growing with your traumas, but also it doesn't have to be so direct. You know, you can, you can try out, um, just doing the fantasy because it's fun. You don't have to subscribe to this idea that well you can't enjoy that kink because it triggers me well you know what that's that's their own deal you know if you just like to be little and you want to have your fucked you know if you want to be you know have Mm -hmm. your fun have your fun as long as it's you know within the lines of consent and so um that's why i'm like hell yeah alien abduction why the fuck not yeah sure the sillier the better like people can laugh and giggle because i'm all about the weird and the silly and just having fun it's believe it or not it's supposed to be fun it doesn't have to be this big trauma therapy session although it can affect that it doesn't have to be the end result you can just have fun with age play and dark age play and it be just a thing you do so maybe even starting with that maybe even starting with kinks that you know you love maybe even like a good idea to do and then kind of working up to things that you're like not sure about but yeah you know it, it back to the spanking thing you know it does suck to have a uh a, a, a one that is so popular that you're going to see everywhere because then you're going to feel that pressure i'm i'm uh i'm i'm neutral on diapers like i will use them and i in for certain scenes i will but i'm not an a i'm not abdl so of course i get a lot of that push from my followers and dms and stuff of like you should do this you should do this and i'm like i mean i will but it's you know it's not my end goal that meets meets all you know so right. uh, it's not a hard limit for me so does right. that make sense because like Yours, yours sounds like it's a hard limit and that's okay. It's okay to have limits and it's okay to change those. I actually had uh, butt plugs become a hard limit for me. Like one day I just was playing with my mistress and I was like, you know, I'm just not feeling this anymore. I used to, now I'm not. <laughs> and we stopped, we just stopped because I trust her because we have the, the trust built up. And that's just one of the biggest things. I mean, I just, I think that we don't take into consideration how much that this can build a, a, a long-term dynamic with people. So going out of out of just play scenes and more into if you're going to have a dynamic with someone that you're doing dark age play with, it can really build, it can be a wonderful exercise in building trust within two people. All right. So let's say someone's heard this conversation and they want, you know, they just want, they want to explore more about age play. Is there any resources that you would recommend for people that want to explore more or read up on uh, dark age play? Unfortunately, there is not a tremendous amount of 
research done or videos on this. There is um, a lot on YouTube uh, of videos of people practicing or talking about their practice. Um, FetLife, of course, being a place of knowledge. Um, and uh, you did want me to mention also uh, Protasia, which the Protasia Foundation is uh, not related to age play, but it has some age play articles on it because it is a human rights organization that pro uh, promotes uh, first first and foremost child protection, which there is, I just want to say like there is a real, I really, really am an advocate for uh, stopping and raising awareness around uh, human sex trafficking and child protection is really, really important. Human rights and civil rights, uh, they their website is uh, an interesting mix of kink awareness, sexual liberation, helping people find resources that they need, and sex worker rights. I just think that if you're going to approach uh, all of this, that it's important to see it from all sides. And so I think that website does a very good job at tackling it with some professionals uh, who, you know, have done their research on it. And then of course, talking to your therapist about it. I talk to my therapist, people are like, Oh, that's, you know, that's fucked up that you do that. I'm like, actually my therapist knows and is actually extremely proud of me. <laughs> um, he, I talked to him about it and he's, he's totally on board with it. So yeah, you know, um, if you're ever curious about the mental health world, talk to a therapist about it. Um, and this just a very nuanced thing. Um, I think I'm just I'm just here to destroy some of the misconceptions. That way, people can truly understand that this is a fantasy. It's a role play, and with that comes so much freedom. There's so much freedom in the way that you can express yourself with your little space. Every little that I've ever met has a different type of little space. So have fun with it. Get the get the things that you've always dreamed of. Get get your fantasies out there. Start with those first. And then if you want to tackle more of like the things that you like maybe had some trauma centering around, maybe do that later on. But really start with just start with those fantasies. Start with those adventures and see where it takes you. I wish that I had more research. I wish that I could give you more resources. Um but unfortunately, I what I'm hoping from this is that we can have a discuss. We can start a discussion less about sexual shame and kink shame, and more about why someone would want to do dark age play and why it's beneficial. And then maybe we can go from there and seeing like, you know, I'm not trying to promote that everybody does what I'm doing. You do what you want to do, you know, whatever floats your boat. But uh, I think it would be great to see more awareness around it. So thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you, little sailor bird, for coming to News's Nook. Avast, me hearties. All right, kiddos, before we go, I just want to say I had an absolute blast at Diaper Active. Um, I decided to give myself the whole weekend, so my friend and I, Coda, we got a hotel in like North Hollywood, which is close by the bar. And it was just like really nice to like hang out with him. And like we tried on like this football outfit one day and I looked so freaking small in it. But I also was like kind of feeling myself too. And there was another time where we woke up early to like get brunch, but we couldn't find the right spot. Or no, no. What happened was... We woke up a little bit late because we went to a party Friday night and 
I was like, let's get brunch. And he's like, where should we go? And I said, I want like a place that has mimosas. So I researched this whole place for maybe like an hour as we were both getting ready. And we finally drive to this place. It's already like noon. It's not even brunch anymore. It's noon. And we pull up next to it and it's closed. And it looks like it's been closed for like a years. And so I was like, you know what? We should go to the old zoo at Griffith Park. Because it's really like, I don't know, it's like an old abandoned zoo. So I thought we could take diaper photos there. So we drive to the we drive to Griffith Park. We find the closest little food place. And it was so good. Like, no joke, best breakfast burrito I've ever had. And then we went to the old zoo. We took all these really, really cute pictures. I had an amazing time with Coda. Coda, you are so awesome for this past weekend. I can't thank you enough. And Diaper Active was so cool. So first, shout out to Don for hosting such a great event. It was probably the most well-attended diaper active I've ever been to. I mean, it was packed. Also, shout out to Pup E. Uh, You may know him from his Electric Stuffy uh, stream that he does, and he DJs for it. He... I. I wanted to dance so bad at this diaper active, um, but there was no room because it was just so well attended. Also, shout out to Zach Snow for being a diaper go-go boy. He was so freaking cute and so freaking hot. Um, I hope he had an amazing time because I know he's just getting his toes wet in this community, and I know he's he's just going to be accepted with love and arms. Um, overall, amazing weekend amazing weekend. This is exactly what I need. I feel so energized after, and I encourage everyone to, if they can, and if the means are possible, take a diaper weekend. Like, honestly, I feel so recharged. And I kept thinking that the whole drive home, I kept thinking that basically these last two days of this week, um, I just feel so energized. And I think it's because I got to live in my newsy fantasy for a whole weekend. And it's just really great. And I hope everyone can experience that if they can. All right, kiddos, I'm officially soggy. I gotta go change. See ya. Bye.